Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fallout Bar, day number two of the PDC World Championships at Alexandra Palace. Boys, I cannot tell you how happy I am that we have the regular intro music back in. It's so different to the one we've had for the last couple of weeks. You can just see, everyone else can't see this, but I can see Lee in particular just bopping along at the bottom before we come in. I've got a different view to what you guys have got. Uh, good evening, boys. Welcome back. Back, uh, start with you, Lee. How are we, buddy? Yes, all good, mate. All good. Uh, I love the world championship when there's eight matches in one day, it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> so, I'm very happy. It's gone straight to darts. You don't want to talk about any other sports or anything? No, just moving on. You're a dart show, you know what I'm saying? You're a dart show. <laughs> Until it goes well, I'm <laughs> you late night for us last night then an early morning for yourself because you were stupid enough to get up and watch all of the cricket instead of just see what the score is and watch the last session um, how are we buddy yeah good evening everybody hope we're all well uh yeah it, it was fine up until the point where i got up at 6 30 this morning to watch the uh to watch the second session uh england are crap uh, as we all know uh joss butler i don't know what you're doing um but as Lee has said we're a dart show and let's talk about that because um the the the, the player of the day poll at the moment gob that, that we've running is a little bit weird I've got to say I don't think that a certain player should be leading by that much it's wrong come on now it's not people. weird it's wrong the player of the day is currently in third Harold Gurney was superb today and I won't hear anything else other the player of the day sorry William O'Connor says hello the player of the day is in second. Yes, Joe, I'm with you. Correct. Absolutely. But let's move on. Marcus had an absolute stinker in the fantasy by the looks of it. He has captain Scott Mitchell. Uh, we discussed that yesterday, actually, about people that had captained players that are only playing in the second round. I, too, had Scott Mitchell involved um, because uh, I think the winner of that one plays... Does the winner of that one play Ian White, maybe? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, and he was one of the seeds that you, you look to be targeting with players further in that round, but uh, Scott Mitchell was beaten, and we will get on to that 
very, very shortly, gents. We're going to go in match order today as well. It gives us as much time as possible to get to the main event of this evening and have a clip ready for that from Phil Bars. Um, before we do get underway, uh, let's say hello to a few people in the chat room. Winita's in. She says, Jar, love to see that face. I'm glad you do, Winita. We're fed up of it. Bless him, but he's still around. That's why, that's why I'm leaving. <laughs> Charlie's in. Hello, buddy. Good to see you, mate. We'll no doubt have you on screen very, very soon within the week. Uh, Tugboat couldn't get the verification email. That's all right, mate. You, you didn't want to embarrass yourself anyway, pal. We've got you. Uh, we will be trying to give you guys some updates of our league uh, over the coming uh, days. Uh, we're just trying to let a few more games get played. In fact, I might have a let's have a quick look on my phone to see who's leading the league at the minute in our private league. Well, someone managed to get someone managed to get 50, 48 points last night at one stage. So huh. I, 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 captained, I think they captained uh, Gezi. Right, okay. I'm saying I've, I've only had one player. They have. So They're on 42 points now. They did have Scott Mitchell and then A.D. Lewis, I think, has dropped points from where he was because he's now on eight points. Obviously, played twice for the loss. will count against him. Lost three sets. Um, yeah, 42 points, but he does have three players that are eliminated. So, he's picked players that have played twice uh, but knocked out. Uh, that is uh, Dean's Dynamos. He is currently leading the online darts, fantasy darts. League, uh, boys, we have so much to talk about tonight. Last night's show, it took well over an hour. Uh, tonight, we have to review twice as many games and I look forward to another eight. So let's get started straight away. Uh, game number one, boys, we're going to go in order. Uh, Steve Lennon, Jar, Scuba Steve, um, as, as Lee pointed out to us before we started this show, that absolutely nobody knew that was his nickname. Um, getting the job done against Madras Rasma. I don't like to say that I told you so, but I told you so that uh, not not that Marlis Ruffin would win because sorry because I did predict that. What I did predict was that this game would be an underrated gem, and it absolutely was. This is why we do the previews, everybody, so that you can uh, expect it. And it was it was a really really good game. Um, thought Rasma lost it a little bit towards the middle of the towards the middle of the game. I thought the fourth set was I'll be honest with you was a mess. Um, and I'm pretty sure that he will say the same thing as well when he comes back and think about it, uh, to think about it. But in the end, for me, Gob, I think the right person won the match and Rasma can't complain. He had the chances, but he just didn't quite get over the line. And full credit to Steve Lennon, who sets up a rather intriguing tie tomorrow. And I, and I for one, cannot bloody wait for it. Yeah, and as we say, that is the beauty of set play. Wins 3-1 overall. Uh, 3-4-5-6-7-8. Only 10-8 in leg. That would have been a good game. Um, and first round of the map play as well, that sort of format. So, yeah, really mm. interesting in that one. Um, Lee, I want to ask you a quick question on Madders Rasman. I probably should have prepped you about this one. He switches so much more frequently than anybody else in the world. His treble 19 hitting is up there it's just not the done thing to do to just play on the 19s anymore you've got it a lot more uh back in history there's so many youngsters coming through that are so adept at moving around the board but do you think it's actually a hindrance to rasma that he is so adept at switching that the minute he doesn't find his range on one he starts looking for an open treble and perhaps doesn't have the the dart in the bed to rely on that a lot of the top pros if, if gary anderson or Eddie lewis's first dart is in that top of the treble 20 bed they're going to find it again madras rasma doesn't really have that weapon yeah, for me, it's 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 uh, it's a negative in, in the base of that it's every dart a single instead of finding a rhythm and getting that sort of play. So for me, it was obviously 
there's, there's no harm in being very good on treble 19 and having it as a shot to rely on if needed. However, when you are playing each start individually, it then becomes a bit more difficult. And I think today we saw him struggle with that. Because um, then when he doesn't find that, he's then having to dial back up the board and relying on that. And then he just, he messed up his game a little bit today. Um, but overall, uh, Steve Lennon done enough and I'm with, I'm with Jari sets up and I will uh, preview tomorrow's game. But it does set up a very good game tomorrow. One thing I found very interesting, I've not seen it, um, well, I can remember before, with both players missing the board completely to set up shots in that last set. You know, I know it done a bit meta, but I can't remember if I've ever seen that before with both players missing the single number and going out the board, uh, set it up. That would probably be uh, the biggest worry tomorrow because for me, Steve Lennon, um, Rotoisty will take them opportunities if, whereas Rasma didn't. Um, so Lennon will need to up it, but we've seen it with quite a few already that the first round they sort of eased in and got through to a win, and then the, and then we saw a better performance from them, if not the right results. So it, it'll be interesting. Cannot wait for you to say exactly the same line in 45 minutes' time when I ask you for a prediction on that fourth game of tomorrow. <laughs> 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 That's just the way this show works out sometimes. Um, let's move on then, boys. Uh, no interview um, from Steve Lennon as a clip that we're going to play. That is available in full on our YouTube channel because we do have to get through eight matches tonight. We just handpicked the best ones that we think. Um, if you want to go and watch that in full, obviously jump onto the YouTube channel after we've finished or tomorrow before play starts. Um, just make sure you give yourselves enough time. That doesn't mean you miss watching us for the next 20 minutes or so. Um, game number two, boys, we're going to breeze over this one very, very quickly because, quite frankly, it wasn't very good. Scott Mitchell, very, very disappointing. Um, going down 3-0 to Chris Landman, a terrible performance on the outer ring for the former world champion, Jack. Yeah, it was, let's be frank about it, it was Bobbins. Um, he'll, he'll say the same. Um, look, it happens. There are days that your doubling doesn't go well. Gob, you know this more than most, I'm sure. Um, in there, doesn't <laughs> Got the T-shirt and everything. The thing is, is that like he was outscoring him, mainly. I mean, he, he hit more than 100-plus visits. He hit slightly more 140s. Yes, he was outplayed on the 180 stakes, but... It, it was the checkouts that let him down. Full credit to Chris Landman. You know, apart from obviously the BDO uh, quarterfinal um, at the uh, the Indigo. I was going to say something else there, but it's not that. Uh, in the Indigo. Itching to say that after I, I was just just to annoy you. With no, a week no, to, no, just no. To, just just to annoy you with a week to go before I actually do bugger off. Uh, so so uh, what, 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 anyway, the point is that by that I haven't really seen much of him play. And fair play to him. He took advantage, and he said that in his interview clip that he took advantage, and and he did, and he took exactly what he needed to do, which was beat him and did him well. And three nil was an accurate reflection of just how bad Scotty Dog was, and not a great debut. Let's put it that way. And it almost, it almost was a whitewash. It almost it was a full should, whitewash. Should have been. Should it have should been. have been a full whitewash. Yeah. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Should have been indeed. Um, look, Lee, I'll be honest, the, the, a lot of us don't know an awful lot about Chris Lamman apart from that run at the BDA World Championship a couple of years back. Um, was at Q School, didn't quite make it through, came through the European qualifier to make this event. Um, in patches, I thought he was okay. Um, we'll definitely have to tighten up. He's another Dutch player that likes to play at a lot of pace. And I think his action is a little bit too loopy, perhaps, to be playing at that pace because he's just 
It's a bit like Danny Lalby, and we'll talk about this in a little bit as well. If the first one's wild, there's no real opportunity to reset and, and find his range again. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It was. It, it's weird to say that if Stock Mitchell would have turned up, it'd have won that day. I and mean, that's saying to someone who was just saying should have lost 9-0. Should have lost um, 9-0, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is, so it's very weird to say that. But obviously, um, we're saying that because, one, we've seen what Stock Mitchell can do, uh, former light side world champion. And then uh, we've seen we've seen him with then someone who we've seen very little of. And then when we have seen him, as much as he's got the result tonight and took his opportunities, Dublin was good. And... His storing wasn't there, and that a lot of that is because of that throw. Um, and like I said, he stepped in, he done the job tonight. But how far with them progress is a different question. Um, he's got to be a lot more consistent, um, and he's one of what a few players that we've seen with that throw, very quick, very sort of loopy light. Um, that if you don't get it right, there's a bit, there's a lot of trouble there. Yeah, look, he was still smiling away and whatever. And Tom yeah. says Scotty Mitchell and his wife took me for a pizza hut once. Loves a Hawaiian. Well, that serves him right. If you put pineapple on a pizza, you deserve to lose 3 0 in the opening round. Game number three. And this was a match, boys, between two players that do not have a tour card, although the way they qualified were vastly different. Chaz Barstow coming through as if he was a tour card holder, as one of the top 64 or on the order of merit. Uh, John Norman Jr. coming across from uh, North America. And it was Chaz Barstow who put in a very, very solid performance, boys, against John Norman Jr. 93 average for Barstow, winning 3-1 in the end jar. And I'll be honest, look, there wasn't really an awful lot coming back at him. John Norman was a little bit flat, a little bit disappointing to a lot of people who... I, want more, I wanted more of the World Cup, John Norman, please. Exactly. And I think that this game got a lot of attention in the build-up because people were expecting that from John Norman Jr. And actually... I've watched a little bit of CDC this year when not been able to sleep or whatever because that's just the time that it's on. And he hasn't quite been as erratic or extroverted as, as people will remember him. Um, and to be honest, this is probably more of a, a moment to big up the fact that another player playing in the live league is playing very well. Yeah, but God, remember, it's only uh, it's only <laughs> been created just to be able to create more money for the bookies. We know this. Oh, sorry, again, did I say that out loud? Uh, in all seriousness, though, Chaz Barstow played absolutely outstanding. We, we Obviously, we saw him at the Players' Championship, did particularly do a, a great job down there, but he managed to go and win his first-round match here at the World Championships. It's, the big, it's a big moment, and I, there isn't much to talk about this game personally, I don't think. I don't think that John Norman Jr. played anywhere near what he could have done, but, 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 your reward for all that is the opportunity to take out what many who many people are suggesting is going to win this uh, World Darts Championship the, uh, on Saturday night. And that is not a bad effort for someone who ain't got a tour card and will be going, no doubt, will be going back to Q School as well. I'm hoping, genuinely, I'm hoping that they do give him an exemption and they do put him into stage two. So at the moment, I don't think he's in stage two, is he? Already? I don't know. I know he's I don't 15 grand he better off. Well, yes, winning. but right, yes, which you cannot turn your nose up, Al. And he's, he's been benefited from being in that position where top of the challenge to order of merit gives you the best of both worlds during the majority of PDC events, yep. which he's done well enough in to put himself in the world championships. Also, be able to get as much match practice and being literally anything and everything he wants from the amateur side of the game or the non PDC part of the game. 
Um, and he's really benefited from that. And like you said, Jared, he does take on Michael Van Gerwen on Saturday, which will be a tough test. But actually, Lee, I think the defining factor of Chaz Barstow is his, his mentality. He, he doesn't seem one that's ever flustered or phased by anything. So even if Van Gerwen does reel off a set, Chaz is going to come back out with the same action, the same mentality, and, and just get on with it. And if it's not quite enough, it's not quite enough. And if it is, you probably won't be able to tell. He's not one you'd want to play poker against. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think, when you look at the players that MVG could have had in round two, I don't think he'd have been picking Chaz Barster. I think it's a difficult, a difficult tie. Um, he's probably in the position of, in a COVID year, he's probably in the position that he's played more darts than anyone else in the world in uh, top tournaments because of where he's landed, because of the live lead, because of being, in theory, he's been an unofficial tour card holder because he's been in every single Pro Tour event because of the people we've had dropped out or people not chat and um, thumb. So he's been in a position where he's played in everything um, and he's, he's took his opportunity and he's, you know, yes, he might not, uh, he's going to have to go back to Q-Stall potentially. Who knows what run it and do on this uh, over the next couple of weeks. But he's put himself in a great position, even if he doesn't get the better of MVG, which obviously he's not expected to. Um, but I agree, someone just put around him, um, Chas being their favourite player now, it was enjoyable to watch. It was good to, it was good to see him on the stage. We've seen a lot of him, like it says, we've seen a lot of him in the live league. Um, and he's won, even if he's in stage one, he's probably one of the favourites to thumb through Dewstall, which you know, he might not have really if, let's be realistic. If he goes to stage one A or stage one B, let's be realistic about this. He won't be he will be he should get his talk card on the first or second day. He is that good. Yeah. He is that yeah, good. Yeah. Did he finish on the challenge draw I'm not sure. Um I don't think he topped it, did he? No, they won't have got his card, but he might have got... No, Jim's yeah, yeah. Tell you what, let me have a look. You, you have you a carry look, on. because I've done a quick look on him getting his tour card automatically, um, and he would have to effectively do a Fallon Sherrock. And what I mean by that is beating one of the top four players in the third round to accumulate enough money to win a tour card automatically and be in the top 64. Fallon Sherrock would have to beat Gerwin Price. Uh, Chaz Barstow would have to beat Michael Van Gerwin. Um, to have basically accumulate enough prize money on the overall order of merit to put themselves in a position to earn a tour card outright. Um, Jar, while you do that little bit of research, we're going to hear from Chaz Barstow because we do have four interviews to play tonight. Another five games to review after this one. We'll pop back to what uh, whatever you found your research and then we will move on to the first round two game of the day. Here is Chaz Barstow. Well, luckily I didn't give him an... He didn't have a lot to cheer about, did he? So it, was, it wasn't too bad, so... Yeah, I, I kind of actually he's a nice guy, and uh, yeah, I was prepared for it, but I, I shut him out a little bit, so it's good. Really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. I just so wanted to get to Saturday night. I, I'm so looking forward to it. The atmosphere is going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. I like that. He, he just looks yeah. like he's having a great time, doesn't he? He did the right things against Don Norman Jr. Kept him quiet, and now he gets a showdown with one of the best players of all. Time. Just one thing on the dog, just one thing quickly. He says he didn't give John Norman anything to celebrate. Does John Norman really need an excuse to celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> no, John Norman would celebrate hitting point. the big one if he needed five. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he actually finished 25th on the order of merit, as uh, people have put in there. And it is the players who finished from second to fourth of each of the European and UK Challenge and Dev, Dev Tours order of merit that get exempt to the final stage. So, <clears throat> it is a shame, really, because he deserves to be there. He deserves to be into final stage, having basically been a player all year on the challenge on, on, on the pro tour. Let's be frank about it. But 
they haven't got a ground to do it, but rule number one might come into uh, come into force. Nope. We'll see. I doubt it. It doesn't quite no. have the commercial viability that Fallon Sheriff may do. <laughs> um, <laughs> on to the final game of the afternoon session, boys, and the first round two match of the day, which saw the number 22 seed, good memory from last night, Daryl Gurney take on Ricky Evans, boys. Um, Ricky out to a flying start, uh, wins the first set. We don't care about that. There's only one thing that matters from this. What on earth was that singing from Daryl Gurney? (laughs) Come on now. Here's me trying to be professional. (laughs) You're like, yeah, let's talk about his karaoke. Yeah, the karaoke was dreadful. It was. <laughs> Thankfully, the match was pretty decent, so we all let him off. It was Fine. a solid performance from Daryl Gurney, who looks like boys. Um, he is starting to click somewhat. Not quite top four in the world, Daryl Gurney, that goes on to win uh, the Players' Championship that he did previously yeah. and the Grand Prix. Um, but he does look like he is another player that has had success in the last five or six years that is starting to rebuild that will make next year incredibly competitive um, and a good professional job over his stablemate league, 3-1 beating Ricky Evans. Yeah, very good. And and on that first set that Evans had, the 1-4-6, uh, in, I mean, he throw broke them three times, Daryl Durney, to then see Durney respond in that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dad. Just keep talking. I put the comments up. You ignore them. We can't keep laughing every time something funny comes up. <laughs> Stop putting funny way, things up. Stop putting funny things up then, Doc. Um, for, for, yeah, so, for, for, for podcast the, listeners, it did say my dog started crying when he started singing. That's for podcast listeners, that. Um, yeah, the, the biggest thing the biggest thing for me on, on the response was for Derny. Uh, Ricky Evans played in that first set. Like says, that one for six was, was very special. Uh, the 72 with Derny, I think, on 68 maybe to, to let the break. Um, yes. It was there was just parts in that where Ricky Evans looked very very good and very comfortable on the stage. So for Derny to respond the way he did, and for me, he's another one of them. Derny's game, if you can find that double sixteen or where that dart is lay on that double sixteen, tends to show how he's playing. And today it looked very very good, and um, he's he's going to be a danger. He's in a difficult part of the draw, but um, he's going to be a danger if he can play like he did from set two onwards. Well, he's moved back up. Sliders on that double sixteen, I thought, to the outside, which is a little bit of an issue. Sort of like what we saw when Peter Wright was struggling recently. If he was missing, it was sliding across that double. Um, But a good performance for him. Dad, what are you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say he's moved back up to number nineteen now in the world, so he's getting closer to the to the secret handshake club. (laughs) That doesn't exist. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Um, Also, as well, uh, can we just talk about as well? Uh, uh, Gurney played really, really well. I think that's the best I've seen him play um, in a while in a set play event, definitely. Um, what I would say as well is the Sioux celebrations. Goodness gracious me. Both so, of them. Do you like I, anything? No, I hate I admit, everything. I admit they are terrible, but you don't like any of the songs. You don't like Half the War Cards. Like to be fair, the crowd were better tonight, I thought. And I'll, I'll come on to the Ron Moon and Camp Lisa Ashton game in a bit because I thought we need to talk about that a little bit later. But I thought the crowd were better tonight. I really did. Um, but, yeah, the Sioux celebrations are a bit much. Like, we get it, do it once, fine. I don't mind. Get it, doing it four times in a row. Let's stop that. Come on. 
think this sums it up perfectly. There's a couple more players on the tour like this. You worry that Chris Doby perhaps falls into this category as well. Evans always tends to be in pretty entertaining matches despite losing most. At least he is good to watch due to his pace. 100% completely yeah. agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, Ricky, unlucky today. I thought that, that was like, skin saver. That's a really good point as well. Let's put this in perspective and hold a good thought for Ricky Spawley's sister. Absolutely. Alicia, uh, hope everything uh, recovers that well. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, time for another clip. No, not yet. Yes, we do have Gurney. I did ask for Gurney. Uh, here is Daryl Gurney in his post-match race. It's not in order of matches. The man hmm. has one job. Uh, we'll fire that one in for you now. This is Daryl Gurney in his post-match press conference. But yeah, no, no, no. Listen, I've been I've been practicing really hard, getting them between my ears shorted, and um, I paid off at the end of because there's a there's a Daryl Gurney I probably would have missed him three darts of tops. The the end that game three one a couple of years ago, but uh, thankfully this Daryl Gurney uh, had it and ended the game 3-1. Talking of this Daryl Gurney, we've seen real signs that Super Chin is getting back to that top eight player that we saw the Players' Championship, some really good stuff, only missing out to Ryan Searle in the last leg decider. Obviously played some good stuff in spells here. How yeah. close is that Daryl Gurney that was winning things and getting in the top four away? Well, I feel like this Daryl Gurney is better. Um, I mean, if you look back at the averages, I haven't had as many 100-plus averages now than I did whenever I was uh, doing my best, probably in 2017, 2018. So I feel like I'm playing better now than I ever was, but the problem is the, the standard and the PDCs went so much more. He's not wrong. No? He's not wrong. Also, not very, very quickly. Not very often a dark player says something sensible, but I think Daryl Gurney got it bang on there. Yeah, I mean, that, that game between himself and Ryan Searle at the Players' Championship Finals, so that quarter-final, for me, game of the weekend by a long, long way. I know the final went was, was very, very good, but Wright should have wrapped that up easily, comfortably. That game was hammer and tongs, both at them going absolutely back at it. And I think that that has really tested Daryl Gurney, and that has made him battle-hardened for whomever it is that he faces in round number three, because whoever he's going to get, it's going to be fun. It's not a nice part of the draw that he finds himself no. in. Indeed. On to them, boys. The evening session. And we start with one of the players in contention for our player of the day poll. Your two's pick, not mine. I did pick Mr. Gurney. Uh, Willie O'Connor winning a fantastic game against Danny Lowby. Mm. Played at a good pace. We saw lots of um, decent scoring, um, plenty of pressure finishing. This job was an absolute little gem of a game. It was. Uh, look, let's be honest about it. Really, O'Connor should have had the game wrapped up in the fourth set. Missed four match starts in that. Let's, uh, you know, we've got to put that. But Danny Lowby is a talent, man. He's a bloody talent. He, the, the, the scoring in particular during that last leg was unbelievable. Um, you just thought, you just wondered, you know, when he missed that dart and he had the opportunity, again, he missed two at double work tops. And then Labby had the one-two-one, which he'd already checked out—a one-sixteen and a one-seventeen, and a one-two-one himself—and he missed the double eighteen this time for what would have been an incredible comeback. Because at two-nil, he was gone. He was gone. There was no way that he was winning that game. But that's the beauty of set play, you know, as we always say, and that's why I will campaign for it long after I'm retired from covering darts. More set play, please. The thing is, is that O'Connor was really, really good, and. The reason why I'm picking him as my player of the day, God, is because he had to win the game twice. He had the game won. He then fell asleep for, the, for two sets. 
and he had to win the game twice. He he, he was brilliant. And look, from, from the four that we've seen, it gives him a fantastic opportunity now to go at a seed that you let most people would have thought at the time would have wanted at the start of the draw. Completely agree with that one. Um, Lee, look, Danny Lalby has, has been in this position before. He looked pretty impressive at the last World Championships. was a bit of a, a plucky loser there. Same again here. We've seen it from other international players. Well, Matt Campbell perhaps is another to look at. Um, is there a worry that they do just become those plucky losers? And I know Matt Campbell now has his tour card because he went and played on the Challenge Tour. Lawrence Alagan is another one that looks great, will put on a good show, but perhaps won't quite get over the line in that first round and, and not really have a platform to build on. And is there any players that they should be looking at that have, have done it before? I'm trying to lead you towards Kyle Anderson, really. He's got to be the beacon to these players, isn't he? Going, look what he did when he made that big step over, got himself to Q school and got himself in the top 32 within the next two years. Yeah, but and it is it is all on personal circumstance. If Lowby wants to push on and be a top 32 player from glimpses of what you see tonight there is potential there for that to happen but it only happens if players like that commit fully to the sport and probably move over here and put that much time and effort into that to make that happen um but he's got to do there was glimpses tonight where he was just for me he was just brilliant to watch he was so easy on the eye um he was my first of my eight fancy players to play this week. Um, I'd just seen enough Same. of him. I'd seen enough of him that I thought he was doing <laughs> he was doing very well tonight. And to be honest, I think we've been quite harsh in our player of the day that he's not in the mix. I know he's lost, but if he would have hit that double eighteen for that one two one, he would have probably been my player of the day. Does he miss if, that? If Manana Ball, Ball should be my granddad, mate, but she doesn't, so she's not. But uh, yeah, and the fact that YouTube only gives me four options, so you know. But but you can't. I would probably be taking out the person who's top if it was my top four. But the thing is, is <laughs> that, mate, you can't. No, you can't be in a player. You can't be in a player of the day poll if you don't win. I'm sorry, if not for me. God. But I, my, my part on that would have been if he would have taken out that double eighteen, the performance that he'd had there to win that game and come back, he would have done on to do it. The, yeah, but if he won, he would be in the poll, and O'Connor wouldn't be. So yeah, literally that. Because I kind of lost, so you don't go in. That, that's the point. What are you doing? Yeah, okay. Move there's on. A... <laughs> <laughs> to, answer your, to answer your initial question, there's enough of a player in there that if he's willing to commit, I can't see why he can't have a great career. And I 100% agree that Tyler is the inspiration to make that step. However, he's got to commit fully if that's the case, because otherwise it will just be, we'll see him make a world champion appearance, you know, once yeah. every couple of years and that'll be the, they'll forward. Now, this is a really good question. I'm glad you picked this, Bob. Yeah. Nathan says, who has the highest ceiling between Baggish, Campbell and Lauby in your opinion? Um, I'm going to go first on this one, boys, because when we get to predictions and, and that later, that that's all you two and I just chip in at the end. I'm going to say Matt Campbell. I totally um, agree with you. I, I'm not sure. Danny Baggish is a fantastic fighter, but we're yet to see him really top the 100 consistently and, and be that consistent high, high-level player that he possibly could be. Um, Danny Lauby is a fantastic talent, but I think the fact he plays at such a pace is a little bit of an issue for me. Campbell, look, we saw it in the live league. He could, he just went on a run of, of unbeat matches. 
the final to average 107. He's getting more experience. He's gone on and, and finished top on the Challenge Tour. Um, he had a tough, tough game at this World Championships, but he has gone. He, he's battle harder now. He's, he's got the scars from that World Cup against um, Belgium, the last couple of World Championships as well. I think next year Matt Campbell really pushes on. I wouldn't be surprised if he's top 64 by the end of the year because he is solid. I wish I could add something to that, but I can't. I'm with you 100%. It is Matt Campbell. Yeah, follow me. Yeah. I think I think Matt Campbell is I think Matt Campbell is the one because well, again, like I I'm I'm quite intrigued to see him and how him baggage do together on the tour. But I'm also quite intrigued if Danny Lowry does commit to Q School and does stay here this year and does He said he was in his interview yesterday, didn't he? Hopefully he does. Hopefully he do everything he could to 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 get his tour card um which I might be impressed with. Uh, Rose says Baggish has gone under the radar. I'm not sure I agree with that, Rose. I just don't think he's had a great year. I agree. He, had a, he made an impact at the World Championship. Beat Eddie Lewis, did he not? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, he had a... Well, you know, and then he, he, he won his tour card with one of the most incredible days. I remember you, Barzi, uh, well, you two and Barzi together on that day on the day that he won his tour card, and he had to win one leg in the final, and he won, and he lost 6-1. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I do remember that. I think he's done an awful lot this year. I think there is more in the tank for Danny Baggish, but he's he's sort of living off reputation right now, and I think he needs a big year next year if he is going to retain that tour card, or as he might be going back to Q School and hoping for one of those miracle days once again um we have got massively off topic here and we do have willie o'connor to play for you guys so here is willie o'connor in his post-match press conference we've got one more interview clip to play for you three more games to review and then we will look ahead to tomorrow in incredibly quick time i promise you will not be here past midnight tonight this is Yay. willie o'connor i just thought it was a formality i just thought it was like you know get out there throw the arts get it done get it backstage celebrate with the boys and head home and get back for the next one you know silly silly mistake that i won't i won't ever make again Look at it as a draw. It's not a player in front of me. Uh, you know, I got to win it. Simple as that. That's the way I see it. I, I need to win. I want to win. Uh, he's in my way, so I have to. I have to push through him. Do you know something? I'm really impressed with Willie O'Connor at the moment. He's saying the right. He's, do you know what he's doing? The Michael Van Gogh and doing the right things at the right moments and saying the right things at the right moments. Oh, no more accents, man. He's great. <laughs> you got Gary on in a bit. I tried to think what you're going to come out with because he's Gary said the line. By the way, he's, 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 he's like the kids saying do the roar in Shrek. Gary said the line in his post match. Say match the line, Gary. Hey. Um, <laughs> right, we got. Let's get on. Let's get on with this. Um, we're gonna brush over the next two games, I think, as, as quickly as we can. Ryan Meikle, 3-0 professional job on Fabian Smutzler. A word that Smutzler is the second youngest player to ever compete in this, and the fact that he even qualified after only being eligible for half of the European Development Tour, he made three finals, a semi-final, and a quarter-final, winning two, ridiculous record, but it just didn't quite happen for him tonight. Ryan Meikle doing a professional job with just an 89 average, uh, straight sets. Victory took Schmutzler a little bit of time to settle with only winning his first leg in the second set, which is a bit of an issue, but a player that has bundles of talent, and that is what the development tour is for. 16-year-old, he will learn the game a bit more. Um, that's possibly a bit of an issue of, of somebody at 16 doing as well as he has done on that, and I get the old adage that if you're, you're good enough, you're old enough. Perhaps this was just a little bit of a step too far for the youngster, but he will be back, and he is one to keep an eye out for next year. 
Um, the game after, boys, Ron Moulenkamp again. I just want to say, very, very quickly, I apologise for interrupting. Big, big congratulations to Ryan Meikle. That win has pretty much kept his card, I think. Because we've gone through it, and he round. was the last interview we've got to play. Let's hear from Ryan Meikle, and then let's talk about the last two games. You've done it there. You know, I say, growing up, it's every boy's dream. You know, not just to get here, but to win a game. So, um, I know it took three years, but it's worth the wait. Unbelievable. So, yeah, I'm over the moon. I knew about it, but luckily for me, you know, like, Rankins, money, it never ever crossed my mind when I'm playing, Luck, which is good. I mean, now I've finished, the first thing I said to my manager was like, I think I'm top 64 now, I ain't got to go to Q school. But at the time, it never crossed my mind. Not sure you can know as soon as you finished without thinking about it, but not thinking about it, <laughs> if that makes sense. But he is bang on. That win puts uh, Ryan Meikle up into 56th place in the world. It doesn't have to go to Q school. And he will be sticking around for a bit longer. Uh, did that really impressive performance over Dirk Van Dijvenberg at the Players' Championships. And it looks like Meikle has given himself a platform to build on ahead of the 2022 season, which he will now be involved in as a tour card holder. Uh, penultimate game of the night, Ron Moulenkamp 3, Lisa Ashton 0. Um, a below-par performance from Lisa Ashton as she goes uh, loses 3-0 on her third appearance out of PDC World Championship. She's yet to win a match there, Lee. Um, a little bit disappointing from Ashton tonight. I mean, I backed her to win this match. And actually, I think if she'd got going, produced her season average, she would have been mighty close to it, but she was very, very off the pace tonight. Yeah, I, um, I think you've been time to say a little bit disappointing, to be honest. I thought she was very, very disappointing. Um, it's a shame because obviously this is the end of her two years as a tour card holder. I'm sure she'll be back um, to that tour card in January. But it was a, a disappointing performance. I'm sure he, last week or the week before when we was doing the World Championship preview, it was a dame I expected to lose to that one and win as well. Um, but 73 average in a, in a World Championship, you're going to have to have a massive, massive stroke to look to win a dame at 73. I, I, I've got to be honest with you, I think the third leg was crucial in all that. The fact that she missed five darts to go and win it, it would have been the breaker throw as well against Camp. that third leg of the first set. It would have been able to settle her. She would have been able to go for that first set and try and uh, go from it. But from there, Camp won six legs. She just couldn't get quite get a scoring. She was just off. She was just off all the time on those trebles. It was either just over, She was either pitching far too under or over or under. She wasn't ever uh, finding that the middle of the bed. And that was a big problem. But I'm not saying that she would have gone and won the game, far from it, but I think that we would have had a different conversation had that third leg happened, personally. Yeah, I think she's another that didn't quite benefit from that pace. Camp is, is quite methodical. Lisa will perform better, I think, when she's got that little bit of a rat-attack game. You think about that set she reeled off against Jan Decker on that stage. Yes. <laughs> a blistering yeah. pace. That just didn't happen tonight. I'm not sure if that was because her first dart just wasn't there and she is another advocate of being able to fire one off the barrel jar, you, you nailed it right. She was switching around the board an awful lot, but not quite finding anything. And actually, Lisa doesn't throw from seven foot nine and a quarter. She stands a little bit further back from the hockey. And something, when, you, when you're moving around, not quite finding your range like that, perhaps she didn't just quite settle while she was towing the hockey before she threw. Um, she does go down 3-0 and will be back to Q school. On that as well, I'm not sure if it would have played a part. So a lot of people were tipping her to win tonight, whereas in the previous two times it was at the world, it wasn't. I'm not sure if that was playing a part on it. As Lloyd says, early on, when she's come flying out the blotter, then she undecked her. Yes, there was a different pace, 
but we just didn't see that flying start from Lisa that we've seen plenty of times. So I'm not sure if that had an impact that probably the Shorty Stodge she would have been on Desta winner down there. And it was a down that a lot of people were backing her to do well. Um, not sure it had an impact, but that first set sort of then the down was done from there. Could have been worse though, could have been Tony Fleet. 20 women's series next year for Lisa Ashton to get involved in. Also, the chance she goes back to Q School, picks up her card. I have no doubt there will be lots of amateur events uh, calling for her to play in as well if she isn't successful getting that talk up. Uh, but we will wait and see what the new year brings. Uh, final game of the night, boys. And this was the one that everybody's been talking about since yesterday, since Adrian Lewis beat Matt Campbell. In fact, we've been talking about this since way before that result because it's just ridiculous to have two former two-time world champions competing against each other in the second round gary anderson against adrian lewis um and they winning 3-1 boys and actually apart from that first set he looked pretty comfortably yeah he looked pretty comfortable from the first break um and i was still surprised that there wasn't a change after the first break because that first set was um his darts were just not right. There wasn't lay right. There wasn't being released right. It was just a bit of a mess from Darren Anderson at the start. And there was still question marks, even though Lewis won it, because Lewis wasn't done in that first set. But Anderson came out after that break and seemed a different player completely. Um, and, it, and it's good to say, because it can challenge, we know, last year, um, you know, how far we got and didn't play right throughout. There were parts in itself. It'll be interesting to see if Anderson then pushes on now um, because getting through that tie, which was a very, very difficult tie, then A.D. Lewis, who has already played and got that match there where Anderson had a per players championship. So, fair play to Darry Anderson. I I had a sneak feeling that A.D. Lewis would come through that tonight, especially when I saw that first set as well. I was adamant he was going to ease through it. Um, so, fair play to Anderson on the response. Charlotte, the averages says that this one was, was a pretty close battle, but the set score lines, Lewis is, wins the first one 3-2. Gary had chances to be 2-0 up in that set, maybe even win that set 3-0, 3-1. Doesn't quite take them. The outer ring takes him a little bit of time to get going. Then he wins 3-0, 3-1, 3-0. At one point, I think it was in the third set, he was averaging 120 after two and a half legs. Gary found his range. Lewis didn't really. The stats make it look a lot closer than it was. Overall, 93 average from Gary. Yes, we're saying it was okay in patches, but when he's got a new set of darts on him, scoring looked okay in patches. Was definitely vulnerabilities on the doubles early on. Lewis just didn't take advantage of them once again. And now we're sat here going, does he actually make that climb back into the top 32? I don't think he does. Uh, I, I, I think this is where he is now. I think he's hovering around it. He might, you know, th there might be the break where he does get back into the top 32, but I don't think it's going to happen. <coughs> Anderson goes and wins nine of the last 10 legs and you know, in, in two of the, of the big major, you know, back-to-back -back years now at the World Championships. I mean, do we think, can we, again, coming out of nowhere, I mean, he, he 200 grand Richie last year, I'm pretty sure he, because Gando needs the money, let's be frank about it. Um, <clears throat> but at the moment, it, yeah, the new darts, for my opinion, they look hideous. They do. They, 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 they feel like they're bombs. They feel like they're Ryan Silver their joints at the moment in time. Longer. The, really? Dan, Dan's nailed it. Um, they're like Priestley's. The Fernando paint but, job, the bulbous at the front. Yeah, but also at the same time, though, they feel like the, 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 the way they were hitting the board, they felt like they were the bombs that Ryan Searle throws. They, 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 um, genuinely, the sound was was mental. 
Um, <laughs> anyway. Sure. Gary's reason for swapping is he doesn't feel like the hand opens quick enough. I think, I think it's, he said it was something to do with his thumb position. Yeah. And the thing is, when Gary Anderson is in full flow, the darts hit the board and they stick up. They stick up like that. This is Gary's World Championship dart, by the way. Got these moving away. Um, when they're going in the board when he's playing badly, and even with the new darts today, they, they're hitting the board, and then they're changing angle of entry. They're, they're dropping a little bit. They're moving around. It's the same issue. So whatever the reason that he's changed, he's still having the same issue with the, with the new dart. Is whenever he's up on stage, he can go as well as he wants in his half an hour practice session with Ryan Sell because he's conning everybody to believe that he's actually putting in <clears> any work. And the fact the man can get up and throw darts like that is brilliant. But look, tested so, out a new set of darts. is through to the last 32 yet again at the Alexander Palace. This is what I want to go on to, God, very, very quickly. Is that, you know, he's got either Ian White or Chris Lambin for a third round tie. If you'd offered him that, you'd take it. Rob Cross against Daryl Gurney. One of them's going to knock each other out and they're in decent form. Okay, Rob Cross against Daryl Gurney Gurney in the last 16 could be a challenge of the way they're playing. But then a quarter-final, potentially against Dave Chisnell, Luke Humphreys, Chris Doby, Michael Van Gerwen up there as well. You know what? I think Gary would 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 have bit your arm off for that. And if he could, if he can get in, in full flow with these new darts, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we're talking about Gary Anderson being in a World Championship final once again. Ridiculous. He's got what eleven days to get ready for that next mm. round tie. Then a couple of days again, he knows Gando how versus- to get through this tournament. Gando versus Sill uh, final uh, semi final potentially. The two of them just practicing together. <laughs> They'll spend more time in that world final than they will practice in all year. I absolutely guarantee Semi-final. it. Semi-final. Yeah. Semi-final rather than final. But yeah, carry on. Right. right, we've got to talk about games and stuff. We've got lots we more tomorrow. We have to look ahead to tomorrow's session. Another double session at the Alexandra Palace. Um, six first-round games, two second-round games. But before we do that, um, just a quick reminder, please do drop us a like on the stream if you enjoy any of our content. Uh, head over to our socials, etc., to keep up with all of the action. Subscribe to the channel. We are on our way to 20,000 subscribers. If you get us there by the end of the World Championships, we would be very, very, very grateful. And it means we can put a little bit more effort into our Q School coverage of the MAD. That is the 8, 9, 10 days as players try and make their PDC um, careers happen, especially as the WDF World Championships has I been thought, moved. Thought- so we're not doubling up. I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go proper uh, to make all their dreams come true. I thought you were going to go proper, uh, to put, you know, all that sort of stuff like the Dream Factory, etc. Something like that. Um, we're going to look ahead to tomorrow's games, but I do have a guest in the back end of this. Um, or not even. It's in. It's in. I don't even have to wait for it. Literally, before we do move on to tomorrow, we have Gary Anderson's clip. And all, the only words I've been sent is. Box office. Let's hear what the man that just gone. Do the action. Do the accent. It just wants to play darts. That's all he wants to do. Play darts. Play darts. Yeah, that used to do a couple of weeks ago. Van Gerwen. To be honest, uh, it, it, you know, and I thought, right, that's it. And but after forty hours, it was gone again. So yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to tell people. I've done it for twenty. I've done it half my life. You know, if I want to spend time at home. And all the keyboard warriors say, oh, he's crap now, he's rubbish now. I don't give two monkeys. I've done my job. I want to spend time with the family. Is that a problem? Is that against the law? Is it wrong? I don't know, but that's that's where I look at it. 
I've done it. I'm 51 this year. I'd like to have a bit of my time. Imagine being world number six and just not giving a crap about the game. <laughs> world number four is the same. James Wade literally would not play darts if he had the choice, but he's just good at it. Gary Anderson seems to be in exactly the same position. They're just topping up their well, comfort um, and earning a fair whack along the way. Well, it looks like that he's also going to win another award tonight. It looks like that he is absolutely romping clear in our Player of the Day uh, award. And I don't like normally chastise the chat room, but you're all wrong. Simple as plain as that, but well done for both for him. Journey edging towards second, but we won't hear that as I'm about to try and end it. Um, not like that, that's a bit... Said that a bit weird. Um, on to tomorrow's <laughs> action then, boys. Um, first up in the afternoon, opening up the action on day number three. Uh, Jar, I'm going to come to you first on this one because you have tipped this man to make it to the semi-finals. What are you I doing, have. man? Ryan Joyce against the Czech Republican Roman Benecke. I think the thing is, the reason why I've, t I I've tipped it is because it is such a nice draw. I quite like this draw for Ryan Joyce at this moment in time because I think that Dimitri van der Berg might is in deep trouble with whoever he gets in the second round because Big Shindigity and Florian Hempel love an upset. And the winner of this goes and plays Mervyn King, who hasn't had the greatest oh, record. Ja, ja, ja. Who I've tipped to the, to the semi-final, by the way. Who, Merv? Yeah. Well, and you've done Ryan Joyce. And he's well, a second-round tie, potentially. The, the, yeah, the thing is about Mo is that his record at the at the Ali Pali isn't that good. And it's not so on that, ITV, that's why. That exactly that. So that's the reason why I'm not feeling it. So I so so I think um so I think that this is gonna be I, I don't know much about Rob Mineki, I will be brutally honest with you. Gob can tell you more about that. But I will be very, very surprised if it isn't a comfortable win for Ryan Joyce 3 0. Um and the fact is as well, boys, one final thing, Ryan Joyce has made a World Championship quarterfinal before. He doesn't have to play Marco Van Gogh in this time either, which is also going to be a massive help. Somehow. Uh, Lee, score prediction for you? 3-1, uh, Ryan Joyce. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. I think Benneke gets a set. He's a player that you're starting to see his name thrown around a little bit more, especially if you spend any real time on Dark Connect just exploring the millions and millions of events that are out there. Um, still don't know an awful lot about him, though. Um, but I expect Ryan Joyce to get through this one. 3-1. Yep, you guys are way ahead of the curve, as always. Tommy says Joyce 3-1. 3-0 for Brandon. Uh, Matthew's going 3-0 for Joyce, as is Swifty Edits. Uh, Maliki says Benneke played in the World Cup before. There we go, these guys. Why aren't you doing the show? We could sit here and just enjoy you chatting rubbish instead. On to game number two, boys. Um, this one is a little bit intriguing. It's a youngster versus someone with a little bit more experience and a clash of styles. Uh, Keen Barry takes on Royden Lamb. Come to you firstly. Barry Keen, not Keen Barry. Get it right. Correct. Um, <laughs> Imagine getting it right and being told off for getting it wrong on our own <laughs> channel. You know what it's like on this station. Go on. Um, yeah. On this one, I think Barry Keen. I think 3-1, I think Ryden Lamb will debt one, uh, will debt a set. I think it'll be, it'll slow him down. And obviously, we know the pace at what um, Barry Team wants to play at. Um, and I think that could have an impact on his performance. But I still expect him to come through it, uh, same as Tudbart of 3-1. I'm going the same as Brandon Gobb. It'll be Barry Keen 3-2. Five-set thriller on a Friday afternoon. 
Darts is full of irony, but the fact Wham Bam Royden Lamb plays pretty slowly is, is one of those factors. It's just a nickname that doesn't suggest that will be a thing. Um, I, too, I'm going to go for Keen Barry. Um, the performances at the Players' Championship, um, I think, are going to be what, what's swaying me with this one. <laughs> you look good as well. Barry Manilow. No more singing. Do not give the players the microphone. Lewis did it on day one. Now Gurney's doing it on day two. By the way, Barry Keane looked good in the uh, World Youth before losing to uh, Alan Golas. So I'm I'm quite intrigued, I think. Which, uh, you've just opened another can of worms because Adam Golas is not very quick. That might have been an issue in that match. Um, It's only a a first to five legger. It's only a first to five legger, though. I'm going Keen Barry, and I'm going to say he wins this one. 3-1. Match number three, boys, and a couple of years ago, I'd have been pretty excited for this one. But Jermaine Watamena has not had the best of years. Uh, Boris Koltsov has shown glimpses yet again throughout the year, but is still yet to deliver a consistent B or C game that means he could compete at the, the highest professional level. Um, Jar, coming to you first on your predictions for this one. I genuinely have got absolutely no idea where this is going. Uh, normally, I'd back Jermaine Watamina hands down, but since 2019, he hasn't really kicked on, which is what he needed to do. He, he seems to lose heartbreakers at the World Championship. Remember that game against Luke Humphreys, which to me, game of the tournament a couple of years ago. But I'm going to say he gets the job done in this one. It's going to be close, though, but a 3-1, but it will be coming down to the final legs of the fifth of the, uh, you know, of the set the fifth and legs will always decide sets and i think uh jermaine watamina wins three out of the four of them lee as if you need to wait for me to ask you just just go man we've done this enough now too polite for you mate um i'm going big bad boris and i'm doing the reverse of jar store as well so i'm on three one for big bad boris <coughs> Boris is one that would be up on the wall if it was possible, but I don't have the facilities to make that happen. I love big bad Boris. Um, and therefore, this one is going hard overhead. I'm going to say Boris wins three. I prefer the other Boris, not not Johnson, Kuchma. They're both big bad Borises, and if they walk up to me, it's Saturday. It's Saturday, and that is the end of that conversation. Uh, on to the final game of the afternoon session is the round two clash. Uh, between uh, the impressive today, Steve Lennon, against boys, the Polish Eagle, who, a quick reminder, is a different animal on TV this year. John, where are you going first? <laughs> He's not a different animal on television. Johnny Clayton is a different animal on television. This is going to be a good game. Really, really, I'm really, really into- uh, intrigued to see what happens here. Um, purely and simply because if Lennon re- reproduces what he produced against Rasmus, I think we're in for a really good game. Having said that, though, I think that Ratajski will win, and I'm gonna go. Do I go? Give, do I give Lennon two sets, or do I not? Yeah, Sonic, go on. I will three two. Leave. The the theme continues of the seed losing the first set, but that is the only set that Steve Lennon wins, and then Ratajski, the different animal, goes on to win three one. And soars. Yeah, let's not lease that. And I was 100% going to pull that out of the bag myself. Lee pinched it from somewhere. I was going to pinch it from somewhere else. Um, But yeah, the the, the seeded bet in round two has lost the first set in every game so far. Admittedly, there has only been three of them. 
and they have all <laughs> lost the first set and they have all gone on to win 3-1 after that as well so I think that theme continues as well right up until uh, the next round two game but we'll get to that very very <laughs> shortly I'm going to go Ratajski 3-1 as well and that looks like the common consensus in the chat room into the evening session and boys and we start off oh my god he's back Paul Lim is back at the Alexandra Palace. What a sight. Um, let's hope he can hit that nine data this year because the place would absolutely erupt. Jarvis, I was in nine data on TV. It was Jose de Sousa, 8th of April 2021 in the Premier League. We haven't had a nine data since the crowds have returned. On television. Paul Lim. Paul Lim makes that change tomorrow. But Lee's can I just say... Yeah, uh, yeah. Just going to say really quickly that I was actually in the room on the day that he hit that nine. Well, hit the almost nine data against Gary Anderson. I've never heard a room just pop. Uh, the, the 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 energy in the room just pop at the time when he missed as well. And he went on to lose the leg as well, which is even worse. I'm really intrigued by this game because Joe Merlin's been playing some decent stuff as well. Uh, so I'm quite intrigued with this. I think it's going to be attritional. But sod it. I'm going to go with the man, the myth, the legend, Paul Lim, and he wins this three two. Cheers, Lee. How about you? Over to you, Jar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I thought. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going. I thought. I. I thought I heard Jar. <laughs> no. It's been a long. It's been a long day, mate. It's been a long I'm, day. Uh, I'm. I'm not batting against Paulie. Not the chance. Paulie wins this game. I don't know. Three-one. Let's start three-one. But I can't bat against Paulie. Not a chance. Um. Pete says, are we all related? Three versions of the same guy. Um, no, we're no. a bit different if we all go for a piss at the same time, but we won't get into that. It just said Tom Thated when it says Lee Boy's speaking, but actually it was uh, Jala Feet, and that's all it is. Yeah, that, that was really bad timing for us <laughs> as well. All right. Uh, we have a different accent. Mine's educated, and these two are from Blackpool, uh, Birmingham. So, you know. Blackpool? No, I didn't. I was just saying Black Country and got it mixed up. You're just jealous uh, that we went there this um, year, Gob, and you didn't. <laughs> I love like, every single one of Dan's predictions so far, by the way, has come with a winner, and then whatever a song they're gonna sing if they win. This one is Paul Lynn wins by the way. You've already had one prediction that uh that's failed tonight because you said we're not gonna be here till midnight, but here we are. Okay. Um I love you boys and I love Paul Lim. Um but nah not for this one. He is a fantastic story the fact he's still about and actually this experience might stand him in good stead for a decent run in February um, but I don't think it quite happens here. Without the Asian tour this year as well, it's difficult to gauge where Paul Lim is. Um, he's been a little bit inconsistent in the World Cup, not quite as impressive and, and living off reputation a little bit. He is still a massive crowd favourite, but Joe Mernon is a classy operator and I think he'll get the job done. 3-1. Um, second game of the evening. And this one, boys, has a big implication in tour cards potentially as Willie Borland takes on uh, Bradley Brooks. Um, if Bradley Brooks loses, he wins a tour card via youth system. Yeah, and if he wins, he retains it as a 64. And Nathan Rafferty uh, wins his tour card as finishes second on the PDC Developmental Order of Merit. Um, Lee, I'll come to you first. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins this one? Yeah, I think I think Bradley Brooks wins it. However, I do think it goes all the way. I'm with Tommy on this one. I think it goes all the way. I think we're going to see a five-setter in this one. Uh, but Bradley Brooks takes it, which Rafty will be happy with the result. 
I disagree. I'm 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 backing Willie Ball, and I think he's been playing some really good stuff recently. Again, played well in the in, in the youth championship. So did Bradley. Again, though, I think it goes all the way. It's going to be a long old night at the Palace. I think tonight, uh, Friday night, three two. You say long old night, but these two will play at a decent pace. Yeah, they yeah, will just get up and throw. It's the, it's the length of games, that, isn't it? It's the length of games. Yeah, I think it's a five setter, but I don't think it's a I don't think it's a slow burner. I think even if these two go on average eighty five. There's going to be lots of high scoring. There's going to be lots of moving around the board. They're going to get attempts at big checkouts and that sort of thing. But there is also going to be those edgy moments where they miss four or five in hand at a double, etc. Um, and with that, I'm going to say ball and wins. I just think the fact that Brooks is in a better position if he loses long term perhaps will play on his mind and, and that that might very that might very much relax him. But at the same time. If you go on stage knowing that actually, I'm not saying he's going to go up there to not win, but if you go up there knowing that whatever happens, you're in a good position, you're absolutely fine, aren't you? Because in those Damn. moments, in those moments, Borland's going to want it more because it means Agreed. more to Willie Borland. I, I do. I, I, I'm not laughing at that though. <laughs> oh, I'd love that if I'm Willie Borland comes out and sings, "I'm too sexy." Say, Dan. We're already past midnight, man. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, penultimate game of the night and the Battle of the Smiths, Jar. This is one of the ties of round one on paper. Um, does that materialise tomorrow? Well, which charming man will be going through, Gob? Uh, heaven knows one of them will be miserable by the end of the night. Uh, I don't know. Is it They're God's the on the street? By the way, it's not quite Oasis. They're not quite as... No, but you know, uh, Smiths are quite incredible, so please. Lee loves now. a bit of Oasis references. Carry on. Uh, I'm going to say that a, uh, I'm going to say that Smith wins this game. Oh, yeah, look at all the comedians, as does Rose and as does Swift. The edits, yeah, brilliant. Well done, folks. I'm yeah. backing, I'm backing <laughs> the man with the online darts logo on his shirt. Ross Smith wins, and I'm going to go with another one three two, three three twos on the night. It'll be a good game. This really excited. Uh, Ross Smith as well, but I think it's 3 1. Um, well, I'll keep it short and sweet. 3 1, Ross Smith. <laughs> Someone's like, I think that is what happens. Uh, Ross Smith has looked <clears throat> superb at times this year, been incredibly consistent. Um, no, just, no, just, no, just no, 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 I know you didn't, John. No, no, just, just no. for Sam, there, there is a there's someone's like, we'll be going out by the end of the night. Christ. Final game of the evening, boys, and the man defending World Championship winner's prize money. Not the defending champion, but on the two-year system, defending the winner's prize money. Peter Wright takes on a man that is not afraid of gunning him down, according to the rest of the interview. We played you a little bit of a clip of it earlier. But Ryan Meikle is going on the charge against Peter Wright tomorrow. We have absolutely no idea which set of darts Peter Wright is going to play use in the match. We have no idea what he's going to walk up on stage with, and we have no idea what he's going to finish with, because there could be completely different options if we know anything about Snake Bite. But, Jarlin, if he takes up the World Match Play darts, the Players' Championship darts, Peter Wright is very comfortable there, isn't he? Yes, and I, we also don't know what the hell he's going to be wearing, because he likes to have a uh, lovely thing before Christmas. Uh, to don't know if it'll be a nightmare or whether it'll be anything else, but let's see. Uh, look, Ryan Meikle's a very, very talented player. I, I don't dispute that, but there are, unfortunately for him, there are levels to this game. 
And I think that Wright wins this pretty comfortably. And I'm going to go for the first whitewash of round two in, uh, in Wright. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> not, the, not that one. Peter Wright beats Ryan Meikle uh, 3-0. Lee? I'm holding on to my stat. And I'm running with it into Friday for both games. Ryan Meikle, first set. Peter Wright, 3-1. <laughs> it's just going to be... And, and I'm going to add to that. He loses the first set and then changes his darts. I, 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 don't, I after after set one, he'll change back to the match play darts. And 100%. then win three on the bounce and win three one. Yeah. Do you, reckon, do you reckon the bookies are offering odds on that yet? Can we get a specials on that? If Alex Alex <laughs> Patty from Labrooks, can we get a specials on that, please? Or we'll ask Boyles, because you know they're, they're sponsoring our show, Jack. Yeah. We're not, we're, not live, we're not live, are we? We're not live. <laughs> what, 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 no. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't. Anyway, oh, <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just thinking it's, it's a bit like a certain game. United goalkeeper eating a pie on the bench. I think that's the sort yeah. of one. yeah. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Shaw was it? Perhaps um, going back, going better for boils, everybody. Yes. Oh, um, prediction for me, I. Th- think just not convinced he comes out with them darts and that's an issue and I think the pace look Peter Wright is not the quickest in the world but if he plays somebody that gets on it at pace and Peter Wright can dictate the game he's a better player than if somebody else is slower and, and making the, the longer Peter Wright has to think in between visits the more chance he's got of messing around with his darts during the game and Ryan Mika will provide pre- plenty of those opportunities um, that being said, backed him to win the title, so I can't say that he's not going to win this match. Um, Peter Wright will win this one 3 1, but he won't lose the first set, he will win the first set. Just Lee, your record is done tomorrow evening. <laughs> and with that, boys, I promise we're going to be here till past midnight. It is seven minutes past. I deeply apologize to everybody that was conned by that comment i thought we'd absolutely fly through it but as usual these two chatted absolute nonsense and i just couldn't rein them in as you can tell from the last hour or something no, not, not back like boy that. back uh, back you betsy boil sports that's all yes. that's gonna be said. indeed um now i'll do my outro which seems to get longer and longer every single day by the way so a big massive thank you to boil sports all backing us for the entirety of the World Championship. They've been with us for a large part of the year through the Grand Prix Players' Championship. God knows else what. Um, they've been superb. Um, you can follow us on TikTok to see Sam Tizzle's tips um, with Boyle Sports, as well as our recommended bets on our website daily. Um, head over to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram channels uh, to follow all of those and keep up with all the action. Um, interviews from all of today's winners in full are available on our YouTube channel once the show finishes. I appreciate it's a little bit late for some of you folks, um, but if not, make sure you jump on some of those before the session starts tomorrow. Um, thank you very much to Lee and Charlie for joining me throughout this evening and to everybody in the chat room that has got involved. Uh, we'll be back once again tomorrow uh, for the Fallout Bar Day 3 and to review eight more games at the PDC World Championship. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to us as a podcast, and we will see you tomorrow. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 